Welcome to the Valley Point Podcast. Valley Point Church is a faith community located in Glen Mills, Pennsylvania. Our mission is pointing people to real relationships and real significance. This week continues our series, The Story. Enjoy and thanks for listening. We have the privilege today of looking at one of the most inspiring individuals in Scripture. His name is Daniel, and there is much that we can learn from him. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to take out your Bible or your device and get that ready as we walk through different paragraphs of Scripture that talk about Daniel and the things that happened to him. And then I also want you right now to take out the talk notes section in your program. Will you do that? Take that out because there are blanks that I want you to be filling in and that will help you focus and pay attention to what is happening today. And then I'm also going to give you other things that you need to write down on the additional notes section on the other side. So be sure that you have those things ready. While you're preparing for that, let me ask you a question. Have you ever experienced a move that took you away from what was known and comfortable? Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever experienced a move that took you away from what was known and comfortable? Perhaps it was a physical move, like you moved from one state to another state, or from one city to another city, or from one country to another country, a physical move that took you away or out of what was known and comfortable to you. Or maybe it was a new job. So not a physical move, but different responsibilities and certainly new people. Or for you students in the room, perhaps a new school and different teachers and new friends. Have you ever experienced something that took you away from what was known and comfortable? Six years ago, we moved from Illinois to Pennsylvania, and we absolutely love living here. But it's kind of a different culture, and we had to get used to new things, new places, and new teams, new pronunciation of words, like water, right? And gravy versus sauce and new names for the matriarchs and the patriarchs of the family. I always thought it was just grandma and grandpa, but no, we move here and it's me, mom, moo, moo, and pop, pop, and pee, pop, and poop, poop, and it's all fun, isn't it? Great names. New culture, new things. This is the story of Daniel, and he experienced it all. And so this is part of our story today. Here's the upper story statement. This is the big idea of what God is doing. And that is Daniel is loyal to God. God protects him and opens doors for impact. And we're going to see this displayed as we walk through our overview of the book of Daniel. Daniel is very loyal to God. And as a result of that, something happens. God protects him. And then he opens the doors for more impact opportunities for Daniel. And again, we're going to see all of this happen today. Now, here's what I want us to be thinking about. And so I want you to lean in for just a moment. I 
can be loyal to God. That can happen for me. And you can make that choice as well. And when we do that, when we are loyal to God, God protects us. And here's what else he does. I believe he opens the doors for impact opportunities. So this is something that happened for Daniel many years ago, but this can happen to each and every one of us here today as well. I can be loyal to God. If I am, God will protect me, and he will open the doors for more impact opportunities. We're going to shine a spotlight on loyalty to God today. We're going to think through that, and what does it mean, and what does it look like, and how was that displayed in Daniel's life, and how can that be displayed and demonstrated in our lives, in our culture today, and we're going to see all of this just fall right out of the story of Daniel. So let's jump into the lower story. These are the actual events that are taking place on earth. And we've taken some time over the past few weeks to talk about the divided kingdom of Israel and how there was a northern kingdom and a southern kingdom. And eventually, both of these kingdoms were invaded by their enemies. And what these invading countries would do is they would deport many of the citizens that lived in the conquered land and they would take them back to their country. They wouldn't take everybody but they would take a good majority of the citizens, the wealthy, the educated, the artisans, and the merchants, and then they would leave behind in the rubble of a devastated city, the sick and the poorest of the poor. Deportation was a common practice in the world at this time, and these invading countries would then take these individuals back to their country and disperse the different groups so that they wouldn't be able to come back together again and rise up and rebel. That's just what they did. Now, that brings us to Daniel, our guy. Daniel is living in the southern kingdom. Life is good. He is young and educated and good-looking. He's got a lot of life out in front of him. Everything is going his way. And then guess what happens? In comes an invading country, and because Daniel is young and good-looking and educated, he is deported from his hometown and from everything that he has ever known. It's all taken away from him, and he goes to a new place. And I think a casual reading of that, or if we were just to observe the different things that were happening to Daniel in his life at this time, we would say, that's awful. Like, that is a really bad thing that's happened to Daniel. And he got ripped off. And what is God doing? Maybe God doesn't even care about Daniel. Maybe God isn't even aware of how good he is and how much talent he has. And if God was aware, why would he do something like that? Why would he rip Daniel from what is known and comfortable and put him in a whole different place? That's what we would think. Yeah, poor Daniel. He just got ripped off. But we have to remember this. God did not forget about Daniel. Even in the middle of something terrible happening to him and him being deported and taken away to a new place. God did not forget about Daniel. One more time. God did not forget about Daniel. And guess what? God does not forget about you either. 
God is aware of what is happening in your life. He sees all of the circumstances, both the good stuff and the bad stuff and everything in between. God is aware and he has not forgotten about you. We have to remember that there is an upper story happening all of the time. And even though we may not be able to see and understand, God is at work all of the time. He never stops working. And that's part of the beauty of the upper story. And when we dig into the life of Daniel, we understand that there is an upper story happening here. God saw Daniel. And even though Daniel couldn't understand, or even though he wasn't aware of everything that was happening in his life, there was an upper story happening, and God was accomplishing his purposes in Daniel's life, and he does the same for us. Okay, that's Daniel. Now, here's what I want you to do. Take your talk notes, and go to the additional notes side. And right now, I want you to write down in a word or two something that is happening in your life right now that just doesn't make sense. It's confusing to you. It makes you feel like you're in a fog and you're wondering what God is doing and what is he up to and when will I ever know this. I want you to write down something right now that you don't understand in your life. Maybe it is a relationship or a job or a marriage or a sickness or a child or a new opportunity. And that thing is staring at you and you're just confused about it and it's creating a fog. I want you to write that down right now. Okay, look at that word or two. Just stare at that for a second. All right, some of you are still staring at me. Even if you haven't written anything down, just stare at your sheet of paper for a moment. Because here's what I want you to know. Here's what I want you to know. You can trust God with that. Whatever it is that you've written down, that word or two, I want you to know that you can absolutely trust God with that thing. And that's what Daniel had to walk through. And there are times when we need to do the same. And so I want you just to wear whatever you've written down, that thing that is confusing and cloudy and causes you to feel like you're in a fog. You can trust God with that. And even in the fog, you can display great loyalty to God. So here's how this is going to work today. Daniel is an amazing book, and we're not going to be able to look at everything. But I want to give you an overview of the three key parts to the book of Daniel. There's three big movements in his life. That, again, probably didn't always make a lot of sense to him, but God has this upper story going, and he was working all of these things for Daniel's good, and he does the same in our lives. So let's think about movement number one. We actually find this in chapter one of the book of Daniel. I'll call it the way. We could actually call it the Babylonian way because that's where Daniel has been deported to. It's a whole new city, a whole new culture. And there was a lot of pressure on Daniel to just give in and go with the flow. I mean, Daniel, you're no longer in your city. You're no longer in your country. Just give in and do what they need you to do. But Daniel had some other thoughts about that. And that all happens in Daniel chapter 1. We discover the Babylonian way and the pressure put on him to conform. 
Then in chapter 3, here's what we discover. It's the idol. And we have a marvelous story there of Daniel's friends, actually. And they are forced to worship an idol and an image. And they felt a little weird about that because their faith told them that that was the wrong thing to do. This is not the God and we're not supposed to honor idols. And so we have an issue with this and some very interesting things happen to Daniel's friends. That's chapter 3. Then when you get into chapter 6, many of you may be aware of this story. It's the lions. This is where Daniel is given a death sentence. And he's told that he can't pray. You've got to stop praying, Daniel, to your God. You can't do it. That's the law of the land. And Daniel responded to that and said, well, I, I can't stop praying I can't stop being obedient to God. And so he was given a death sentence and he was thrown in a pit of lions where he should have been destroyed. But what happens in that? And what does God do? And does God come through and protect Daniel? So chapter 1 of Daniel, chapter 3, and then chapter 6, these are the three movements we find. The Babylonian way, the idol that his friends were supposed to worship, and then Daniel being thrown into a pit of lions. Now, let me share a few observations about these parts of Daniel's life. I think it would have been very easy when you think about the Babylonian way. It would have been very easy for Daniel just to say, yeah, forget about it. I don't live in my city anymore. I'm not even sure God is aware of what's happened to me. And he has not come through for me. I don't like living here. I've got to follow the Babylonian way or I'm going to be in a lot of trouble. Things will not go well for me. When in Babylon, do the Babylonian thing, right? And that's what I need to do. But yet that's not exactly what happens. Daniel stands on the truths that had been given to him about his mighty God. Here's something else that we can observe about Daniel and his life. And that is for him and his friends, things often looked bleak. When you're getting deported, that's not a good day. And when you're forced to worship an idol, not a good day. When you're thrown into a pit of hungry lions, not a good day. What Daniel and his friends had to deal with were life and death situations. It was not small stuff. Things often looked bleak for them. But it's interesting because when life is at its darkest... This seems to be where God does some of his best work in and through us. We'll see that displayed today. The other thought about Daniel and these movements in his life is that his impact wasn't great because he was great. Daniel's impact was great because he was loyal. I want you to think about that. We're going to discover that Daniel has great impact, really, on the world scene. God tremendously uses him. But Daniel wasn't great, or his impact wasn't great because he was great. His impact was great because he was loyal to God. When he was loyal to God, God protected him, 
and then open the doors for future impact opportunities. And I want us all to know that if I am loyal to God, God will protect me and he will open up impact opportunities for me as well in my home, in my school, in my business, in my community. So again, we're shining the spotlight on loyalty to God today. And this is something that definitely comes out in the story of Daniel. So let's think about these three distinct events that happened in the life of Daniel. And to do that, I want you to watch this. In part one, we find that Daniel and his three friends refuse the Babylonian way and present a creative alternative. The Babylonian way involved taking the brightest minds, training them, and then using that talent to build their kingdom. While part of this training program involved eating the king's food, Daniel looked at that spread and said, no, I can't do this. Daniel knew that eating the king's food, which had been devoted to idols, would not be honoring to God. Instead of moping though, he presents a creative alternative. Here's the result. At the end of the 10 days, Daniel and his three friends looked healthier and better nourished than the young men who had been eating the food assigned by the king. So after that, the attendant fed them only vegetables instead of the food and wine provided for the others. When the training period ordered by the king was completed, the chief of staff brought all the young men to King Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked with them, and no one impressed him as much as Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they entered the royal service. Whenever the king consulted them in any matter requiring wisdom and balanced judgment, he found them 10 times more capable than any of the magicians and enchanters in his entire kingdom. The result, impact. Daniel is loyal to God and God opens the door for impact opportunities. What happens next? Fast forward to chapter three of Daniel and we find his three friends in a tough spot. They refused to worship an idol of Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar was the king. The title went to his head and he built a 90-foot statue of himself and decreed that all must worship it, everybody. Daniel's three friends, loyal to God, courageously refuse. Of course, this infuriates the king and he throws them into a fiery furnace in order to kill them. Death was their punishment. What happens, though, is an undeniable act of God. They are thrown into the fire, but they are not killed. God miraculously spares their lives. How does the king respond? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stepped out of the fire. Then the high officials, officers, governors, and advisors crowded around them and saw the fire had not touched them. Not a hair on their heads was singed, and their clothing was not scorched. They didn't even smell of smoke. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent his angel to rescue his servants who trusted in him. They defied the king's command and were willing to die rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I make this decree. If any people, whatever their race or nation or language, speak a word against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they will be torn limb from limb and their houses will be turned into heaps of rubble. There is no other god who can rescue like this. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to even higher positions in the province of Babylon. The result? Daniel's friends are loyal to God, and God opens the door for more impact opportunities. 
It's interesting though. Where was Daniel when this was happening to his friends? Why wasn't he there? We don't really know. Scripture doesn't say. Perhaps he was away on business or traveling for work. We do know Daniel authored the book with his name and was proud of the wise choices of his friends. What happens next? Fast forward to Daniel chapter 6, and we find that a new king is ruling, and he is signed into a law, a very restrictive order, that said everyone in the land could only pray to him. All other prayers had to stop. Daniel was a praying man who regularly prayed to the one true God. What would he do? Daniel 6 tells us that he keeps praying. How could he stop? God had been so good to him. As a result of his disobedience, Daniel is thrown into a pit of lions to face a certain death. But God does the miraculous yet again. Daniel survives his visit in the den. Here's the king's response. Then King Darius sent this message to the people of every race and nation and language throughout the world. Peace and prosperity to you. I decree that everyone throughout my kingdom should tremble with fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and he will endure forever. His kingdom will never be destroyed and his rule will never end. He rescues and saves his people. He performs miraculous signs and wonders in the heavens and on earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. So Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius. The result? Impact. Daniel is loyal to God, and God opens the door for impact opportunities. These are three incredible stories found in the book of Daniel. And Daniel and his friends had to trust. They had to wait patiently. And they had to remain loyal to God. And when they did that, God protected them and then opened the doors for more impact opportunities. It is so interesting when you read through these three stories, you discover at the end how amazed everybody else is with their God. And attention is not necessarily given to them, but attention is placed solely on the God that they worshipped because he was able to protect and able to rescue. The other fascinating thing is that it goes from awe of their God to personal promotion for them. More impact opportunities. Daniel and his friends, they're loyal to God. God protects them and opens the doors for impact. If I am loyal to God, God will do the same for me. He will protect me and open the doors for impact. So what do we do with all of this? Stories from an era a long time ago. How do we use this in our lives? What about my story? Well, I want to begin to apply this to our lives by asking the question, how is it that I can be loyal to God? Because we see what happened to Daniel and his friends, pretty dramatic events. But what about me? What about today? How can I express loyalty to God so that he will protect me and give me more impact opportunities? And I want to share three thoughts with you. Number one, make the Daniel choice. Make the Daniel choice. If you want to show loyalty to God, then do the same thing that Daniel did and make his choice. But what's the Daniel choice? 
Well, if you have your Bible or device, I want you to look at chapter 1 and verse 8, because early in the book and early in the story, we have a verse that really encapsulates Daniel's decision and his choice. And I think we all can do the same thing. So here's what it simply says. But Daniel was determined not to defile himself. And it goes on and says some other things, but I want us to focus on this. Daniel was determined not to defile himself. Do you see that word determined there? That word actually means purpose and implies a decided resolution. So when it says here that Daniel was determined, there was a purpose on the inside of him. He had this resolution deep within that I will not defile myself and this is what will help me stay in the lane of being loyal to God. Wouldn't it be an incredible thing if that were said of all of us? Or if that were even said of Valley Point Church? They were determined. They had this purpose deep on the inside. They had this resolution that they would not defile themselves. Wouldn't that be a great thing if that were said of us? I think it would be. And so I want us to say this verse Together, I want us to memorize this so you walk out of here with a few words rolling around in your mind that can kind of drive your loyalty to God this week. So let's say this together. But Daniel was determined not to defile himself. Again, but Daniel was determined not to defile himself. One more time. But Daniel was determined not to defile himself. Good job. You've memorized a whole verse. And I want that to go with you today and throughout the week. And when you are confronted and pushed with the Babylonian way, I just give in. It doesn't matter. It's not a big deal. It's not a major compromise. And maybe God doesn't even see you or care about you anyway. I want Daniel 1.8 to pop up in your mind where we say, I, like Daniel, will be determined. I'm going to purpose. I'm going to have this resolve deep on the inside that I will not defile myself. I will remain loyal to God and his truth. So on your sheet of paper, on the additional note side, I want you to write down Daniel chapter 1, verse 8. I want you just to put that reference down. And even if you can't get all of the words straight, I want you to put that down And then I want you to put this sheet in a prominent place throughout the week so that you can remind yourself about the value of being loyal to God and how God protects and will open up impact opportunities. That all starts by making the Daniel choice. And so I want to encourage all of us, let's do this throughout the week. Let's determine not to defile ourselves. And this is really where loyalty begins. Secondly, Engage culture. Engage culture while standing on God's truth. And honestly, this may be one of the most enjoyable aspects of this story. Because when you think about it, Daniel was pulled away from what was known and comfortable and put in a position where compromise was pushed at him all of the time. 
And it would have been, or could have been, very easy for Daniel and his friends to say, you know what, we're just going to hide from all of this. We don't want to be a part of the social fabric of Babylon. We don't want anything to do with this, so we're just going to hide in our rooms and we're going to get away from this. But that's not what they did. Instead, they engaged in the Babylonian culture. And so I think for all of us, let's live. Let's participate in our culture. It is not by accident that you live where you live, you work where you work, you go to school where you go to school, and that you move around and about. That is not by accident. God has placed you exactly where you live because you can have impact opportunities right there. So live where you live and engage in culture. God doesn't want you over there. If he did, he'd take you there. Until he does... Engage in the culture where you live and participate. Again, so easy for Daniel to just disappear and to hide, but that's not what they did. They engaged in the Babylonian culture, and eventually they became leaders in a foreign land. God used their knowledge and their skills and their intuition to have major impact. And I think God can do the same for us when we engage in culture and don't run from it and don't hide and don't get all scared and gloom and doom about everything and everybody. We've got to get over it and live where we live and participate. What better way to change a neighborhood, a school, a business, or a nation than to be an engaged person whose character is trustworthy and uncorrupted like Daniel's. Come on, that just works all of the time. But we can't run from culture. Let's engage in it, standing on the truth of God's word. This helps us to maintain our loyalty and to have impact opportunities. Engage in culture, do it. Thirdly, for all the decisions that are taken away from you, there are still some that you get to make. So resist the urge to get mad about the choices taken away from you. Sometimes there are just immovable objects in our lives and things that we don't get to decide or somebody else decides that for us and we can become angry and bitter in the process that that was my choice, that was my decision. And when you think about Daniel, choice after choice after choice was taken away from him consistently, but he didn't become angry about what he lost. Instead, he thought about the new choices that he had the opportunity to make. And so whenever a choice is taken away from us, we have the opportunity to engage in new choices, and we've got to resist the urge to get mad about what was lost. We get new choices. Like I can choose to build good relationships no matter what is taken away from me, I can still choose to do that. I can still choose to engage in culture. I can choose to get my self-worth from God and not from people. I can choose to live peaceably with others around me, even though they may not be doing that at all. I can still choose to do that. I can still choose to use my giftedness. So we've got to resist the urge to get mad about what was taken away and look for the new choices that are out in front of us. All of this helps to maintain our loyalty to God. 
And so on your talk notes, I want you to write the words under where you have Daniel chapter 1 and verse 8. I want you to write the words engage and then resist. So you've got Daniel 1.8 written down, then put down engage, and then the word resist. And this is our three-step formula and plan for honoring God and for maintaining loyalty. And remember, when I am loyal to God, God will protect me and he'll open up doors of impact opportunity. It all begins with the Daniel 1.8 choice. I'm just going to determine and purpose on the inside. No matter what the Babylonian way may say, no matter what culture is pushing me into, I will determine and I'll have this resolve and purpose to stand with God. And then I will just engage in the culture around me. I'll not hide from it. I'll stand with God, but yet I will be a part of the fabric of what is happening around me, knowing that's where my impact can come from. And then I will resist the urge to get angry about decisions that are taken away from me, and I will look for those new choices that are constantly before me. When you think about Daniel's life, the way, the idol, and the lions, these are all things that should have absolutely destroyed him. I should have just taken him out of the game. And somebody else would have had to step up and take on his role and attempt to do great things for God. But yet, Daniel remained loyal to God While the Babylonian way was pushed on him, he and his friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they remained loyal to God when they were told, you've got to worship this. And it's a violation of everything you know and believe. It is against everything on the inside of you, but this is what you have to do. But yet they stood with God. And certainly when Daniel was told, you've got to stop praying. No more praying. This is the law of the land. And Daniel said, I have to keep praying because God is so good. God is so good and I can't stop this. Confronted with lions. In every situation, from the Babylonian way to the idol to the lions, Daniel and friends, right? Loyal to God. That's just what they did. They engaged in culture and They were able to resist the urge to get mad about the decisions taken away. And the result of all of this, impact, was impact. So, my loyalty to God will bring in His protection. And it will open the doors for impact opportunities for me everywhere that God takes me. Father, we're thankful for the opportunity just to look into the story and the life of Daniel for a few moments. God, there are remarkable things that happen in this book. Things that are frightening. Things that we'll never have to face, that we'll never have to deal with. But yet, God, there is an opportunity here to learn from the life of Daniel and his friends and to embrace loyalty And to stand with God, even when things are bleak, even when choices and decisions are taken away from us. God, we have 
the opportunity to remain loyal to you. And so I pray that you'd help each and every person in this room as we walk out of here in just a bit, that we would make the Daniel choice. And we would do that, that we would not defile ourselves, that we would just have that resolve on the inside. God, help us to engage in culture, knowing that you'll give us more and more opportunities as we do that. And then, God, I pray that you'd help us to resist the urge to get mad about the choices that have been taken away from us and think about what is in front of us and the new opportunities and choices that are right there for us to make. God, in the process of all of that, help us to trust you and to remain loyal to you. God, whatever it is that we've written down on our paper, that confusing thing that we don't understand, God, would you help us just to know today that there is an upper story happening in our lives? And even though we may not be able to see and understand, God, you have not forgotten about us. You didn't forget about Daniel, and you're not going to forget about me. May that drive us this week to be loyal to you with everything that we encounter. We're thankful for how you're using Valley Point Church and each and every one of us to be a bright light. God, may this continue. We know it will when we are loyal to you. So help us to make great choices this week. We pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. We'd also love to have you join us on any Sunday morning as well at the Garnet Valley Middle School at 9.15 or 11 a.m.